I'm Katie. And I'm Coley. Welcome to the SVU Coven podcast, Little Witch Detectives. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm doing all right. Happy Halloween weekend. Happy Halloween weekend. <laughs> um, this is a very special episode. It is a very special episode. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. Oh, should we just jump into things? Yes. So, um, what I've been up to is not very exciting. Um, I've been really sick for the past couple weeks. Um, I'm getting over it, but you can probably still hear it in my voice. I'm very nasally today. Um, so if you hear me clearing my throat a lot, it's because I'm sick. Um, and I have an ear infection, so I don't have any headphones in. Because mm. it would hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, Your audio sounds great, though. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've been just laying low, doing schoolwork, sleeping a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I hope you start to feel better soon. I am feeling a little bit better. Um, my nasal congestion isn't as bad, but it's moved to my chest. So, yay! I gotcha. <laughs> Ugh, it's that time of year, too, where everybody's just, like, sicky and gross. Yeah. Terrible. Well. Oh, is it my turn? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi. Um, happy Witch Talk. So... What have I been up to? I um, I spend the majority of my days uh, job hunting, so that's great, and going on interviews and being anxious. Um, but this weekend's been particularly fun. I Friday night, I got to uh, spend time with the boy I like, so that was exciting. And then Saturday, I had our annual... Um, Halloween party. So me and my best friends, we have been getting together on Halloween and watching the same movies every year since I was probably 18 or 19. Yeah. So we watched the original Halloween, like the first one from the 70s. And then we watch The Shining after. And then during The Shining, we play Cards Against Humanity. Um, And we eat pizza and it's, you know, like a cute little fun time. So I've um, never seen either of those movies. Oh my god, they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> I um love Halloween and Michael Myers, but the first one is my favorite favorite. And then The Shining's been one of my favorite movies since I was a kid because I love Stephen King. However, the movie is not like the book. So if you've read the book, it's very different. Book. Yeah, the the movie, in my opinion, is actually better. Sorry, Stephen King, love you. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I like the movie a little bit better just because of how it's set up. But um, yeah, so we did that last night. I didn't get home till the middle of the night, so I'm a little tired this morning. But uh, today we're recording this special episode, which is fun. And then after this, I am going to like a little witchy festival. Um. So that'll be fun. And then tomorrow I'm seeing a special showing of Dawn of the Dead for Halloween. Nice. So I've never seen that movie either. I haven't seen that one either. It'll be the first time. So I'm I'm excited. Uh for a film for a former film student, I haven't seen a whole hell of a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> um I 
I have a movie problem. My brother and I probably watch more movies than your average person. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I love Halloween. So I'm excited to do all this stuff. But after that, I'm going to take a big rest. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm so tired already. So, but that's what's going on with me aside from, you know, the job hunt or whatever. Yeah. Um, shall we talk about some SVU things? Yes, please. So this week is Kelly Giddish's last week on set of SVU. That was last week. Last week. Um, I think. I, don't I think so, too. I the, think way, I s- the way that the filming schedule is, I never know if it's, like, carrying over into the next week. But, like, I think her last full week on set was last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw, I think I saw something about that on Twitter too. Yeah. So I think it was last week. Um, I'm big sad. We've already talked about this, but I'm still sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope that Kelly does some cool stuff in the future that we can follow around and yeah. watch. But um, Amanda Rollins is officially gone. I know. It makes me so sad. Did you watch this week's episode? No, I'm probably going to today when I get home from the festival. Oh, you have to. It's so good. I'm excited. I um, have not been keeping up with Mothership or OC at all, but I have been trying to watch SVU. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, uh, I'm just really bummed about this. Yeah. Especially because we finally have Rolisi. <laughs> I know. After so long of me fighting for that. And now they're just going to take it away. I know. It makes me so sad. And I just wonder how, like, um, how they're going to write Sunny now. Yeah. Or... That's going to be interesting. Yeah, because I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of, like, Olivia talking to Sunny and being like, how's Amanda doing? Yeah. You know? But I hope they stay together. Um they're really good for each other and um in my fictional brain amanda will live on (laughs) yeah and lately um this is irrelevant and not in the notes but did you see that barbara was on set last week or raul raul was on set yes so uh, people come back every now and then yeah (laughs) so you never know (laughs) um but yeah big sad over here that kelly's leaving officially yeah, it makes me sad. I I don't know. And I just want to say that, like, I respect people who aren't going to be watching SVU after Kelly leaves. Um, because Kelly was their comfort character, and I get it. But can we not wish the show canceled? Right, yeah, no. Um yeah, no, I I want it to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I get that you're devastated, but that show has helped so many people, and the show is people's comfort show, and not everybody's comfort character was Amanda Rollins. So, by doing that, you're wishing the same misery that you're going through on everybody else and I just don't think it's okay yeah I understand it but I don't think it should be something where they're forcing other people to do it too yeah yeah 
Uh, yeah. Sad. <laughs> Very sad. Um, but in better SVU news. Better SVU news. <clears throat> SVU has garnered four PCA nominations. Um, female drama TV star for Marishka. Female TV star for Marishka. Male TV star for Ice. And favorite drama show uh, for SVU as a whole. Um, you can vote once a day on votepca.com, and it's once a day per email address. Hmm. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go vote for them. Support our kiddos. So if you're like me and have like 10,000, you know. <laughs> a new email every day. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, speaking of ICE, too, uh, he posted this like i guess it wasn't really a na- an announcement because he's ice but he's officially the longest running uh male tv actor i think he surpassed richard belzer i think richard belzer was the one who held that title before him yeah so he tweeted about that and that's pretty cool we love that for ice yeah especially because for for whatever reason to me ice kind of fell into svu he really um, did. He was supposed to be on it for four episodes. Right. And then also he was in the middle of like his budding rap career and like being a musician and um I don't think he was expecting SVU. And I now don't think he was either. Yeah. And now but, he's the longest running male TV actor. And then you also have to like remember he has a band too. Mm-hmm. Like it's a death metal rap band, but it's a band. But it's a band. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know. I'm just like stoked for him. He, I, I think it's a cool thing. Um, and li- life is funny that way. Yes. Um, but anyways, uh, I'm going to jump into our social media plug here. So uh, if you want to keep up with us outside of the show, the best way to do that is to hop over to our Instagram at SVU Coven. We post there as much as we can, uh, and that's kind of where we'll put updates and things first. If you're looking for a more intimate experience, we also have a free Discord server. Uh, you can join that if by jumping in the link in our bio uh, on Instagram, or we will send you a link um, ourselves. Just shoot us an email at svucoven at gmail.com, and we can send you a fresh Discord link. It's kind of like um, an intimate way to chat with us. We talk about tarot over there, SVU, all that stuff, and it's very, very small, so I would like to grow it so we can actually have some activity over there. Um, The link does expire after a week, so uh, if you didn't get in there in time, reach out to us via email, Instagram, what have you, and we will uh, shoot you a new one. If social media is not really speaking to you, it's not a medium that you regularly use, you can always email us. Again, that's svucoven at gmail.com. If you're interested in being on the show, sponsoring the show, have questions for us, want us to talk about something in particular, email is the best way to reach us. Uh, Coley does check it, so someone will be responding to you. Yes, and I share all the email messages with Katie, so I'm not the only one who sees them. No, she's not hoarding emails. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, now is your episodic reminder to rate review and subscribe rating and subscribing are the most important things they tell the algorithm that people like us and they will recommend us to other people 
and reviewing is just really nice. We lost all of our reviews when we switched podcast hosts. Again, I'm using my phone, so I can't check to see if we have more than one review. But we will read the reviews out on the podcast, uh, good, bad, or indifferent, um, if you leave them. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I don't know how to say this word. Sowen. Sowen? Yes. Okay. Again, I, Irish Irish words are weird. Sour. I love our Irish brothers and sisters and our Celtic brothers and sisters, but the <laughs> way that it's spelled does not look like Sour. No, because I read it as Sam Hain. Yeah. <laughs> Sour. Okay, so um, you guys, this is our Halloween special episode. So we've got a few little special things for you. Um, but also... This time of year is kind of a witchy festival. Um, It was originally a Gaelic festival marking the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter, um, also known as the darker half of the year. And that's what Samhain is, or Samhain, if you read it like me. (laughs) Um, And so we're also celebrating that. So it's kind of the special of the show. Yes. Um, So I had a couple of my fellow witchy friends do some special stuff for us. And one of those is my friend Sabrina wrote a special spell for us to celebrate Samhain. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I am going to read that spell to you. And then also we can include it um, either in the episode notes or on our Instagram in case you need a written copy of it. But um, if you're interested in following Sabrina, she is a wedding photographer and super talented. You can follow her at Sabrina Fatel Photo on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So this is the spell she wrote for us. Find something to drink. This can be done with coffee, tea, water, anything like that. Stir it three times clockwise. Then stir again and say, I am worthy of love. Stir again and say, I am strong and loved. Stir one last time and say, I deserve to be happy. Take a big sip and close your eyes and take three deep breaths. Three seconds in, three seconds out, or three seconds holding your breath and then three seconds out. And then she said, blessed be my loves. I like that. That's amazing. I told her I wanted something um, (laughs) self-love-like. So um, I thought that was beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and a great way to um, remind yourself that you are worthy and you are loved and you are wonderful. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, do you want to do your self-love affirmation or do you want to go ahead and get into the episode? No, let's go ahead and get into the episode. Okay. Um, I just have the self-love affirmation there as a backup just in case, you know, something happened and the spell didn't come through or whatever. Yeah, I got you. Um, but the episode, we are covering Season 2, Episode 11, Abuse. Um, <laughs> we are... I just said that. Hold on. Sum- <laughs> Summary comes from IMDB, not sponsored, but would love to be. Um, and the summary is, Benson and Stabler suspect parental neglect in the death of the son of two famous singers. The detectives fear their surviving daughter, who has a history of serious injuries, and Benson... 
grows attached to her. Her parents resent Benson's attention to their daughter, and they take out a restraining order, which puts Benson's job in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. So we open on Corbin's 10th birthday party, which is very fancy. It has pony rides and people arriving in, like, dresses with, like, fur shawls and everything. Very fancy. Um, Corbin is nowhere to be found. We learn that he went off to the bathroom about five minutes prior. Um, just then we see a man come out of the bathroom, followed by Corbin, who chases after him. Um, even after he gets into a cab, tragedy strikes as he runs after the cab and is hit by a car. Um, the mother, Ricky Austin, approaches the two uniformed officers working the case and says she wants the man Corbin was chasing after arrested and that he molested Corbin. And then we done done. Done done. Um, in the squad room, Cragen asks how many open cases Ellie and Olivia are working, and he tells them to make room for a VIP case. Ricky believes her son's abuser is responsible for his death. Um, Corbin mo- was molested by a former teacher. Olivia says that Ricky and her husband, Jared Black, Tried to get pregnant for years before adopting Corbin, and once they did, Ricky got pregnant with their daughter, Ashley. Benson reads people. Munch reads Rolling Stone. <laughs> Mood. Yes. Um, Ellie and Olivia go to uh, Jer- Ricky and Jared's home to interview Ricky. Ricky divulges that the man who molested Corbin's name is David Russo. Why do the bad guys always have to be named Russo? We get a lot of Nicoles, too. Yes. <laughs> I say that because that's my last name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, he was Corbin's computer teacher, hired to tutor the boy privately. Uh, Ricky says that Corbin's dead because of him and that she wants him charged with murder. Elliot says he can't promise anything, but no one serves harder time in prison than child molesters. Um, when asked what Russo had done, Ricky's assistant, question mark, I th- she's either Ricky's assistant or the house manager, mm. and never really specifies. So right. I called her Ricky's assistant because I didn't even think of the house manager thing while I was writing the notes. Um, it's all good. Yeah. Said that he was inappropriately affectionate with Corbin, always touching him. Olivia asked if they talked to Corbin about it. Uh, the assistant, whose name is Connie, that we find out later, um, says they fired Russo and um, thought that that was the end of it. When Ricky came back from tour, Russo was in the house with Corbin, and they took out the restraining order against Russo at that point. Elliot asks if anyone was present during the tutoring sessions, and and Connie says that Sarah, the nanny, was present. Sarah explains that Russo hugged him all the time, gave Corbin kisses on the forehead and cheek, and just didn't look at him in a teacherly way. Olivia hears a noise, and she slips away to investigate and finds Ashley, Ricky and Jared's daughter, hiding under a table. Um, Olivia asks her what she does when she's not hiding, and Ashley says school and lessons. Olivia asks what kind. She says tap ballet, singing, and piano but not computers because the tutor stopped coming. Um, 
Olivia notices Ashley has some injuries and asks the girl about them. Ashley insists they're accidents. Uh, Elliot and Olivia go to talk to Russo, but he's not home. His neighbor says he left crying. Um, He's home more now and that there's always kids going in and out of his apartment. They leave the apartment building and Elliot says that they should put um, a uni on his apartment and um, they pick him up and pick him up as soon as he gets home. Olivia asks what for all they have is kids coming in and out of their tutor's apartment and Russo hugging Corbin. Elliot says he violated the order of protection and he's seeing kids in his apartment alone. Olivia says they can do better. Elliot and Olivia go to the school that just recently let Russo go and ask why the headmaster says cutbacks. Um, mm. They let Russo go a week after Ricky fired him. Uh, the headmaster doesn't think Russo was a pedophile. Teaching was his life. When he first uh, got there, he said their system was obsolete. And he personally donated 12 computers. It was his first teaching job. Um, Munch and Finn go to the investment firm Russo used to work at. Um, his boss said he was devastated when he left, but he wanted to work with kids. Russo was making a starting salary of 150k a year at the investment firm, which that's a big pay cut to go from 150k a year to a teaching salary. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie and Olivia go to the morgue. Olivia instantly pulls her turtleneck over her nose from the spell. Olivia. Olivia. <laughs> Melinda <laughs> that the master on the shelf Ricky's people have been hounding her to release Corbin's body no visible signs of sexual abuse Elliot says that molestation wouldn't leave marks right then Melinda brings them back to show them something Corbin bit his nails down to the nub had stress related eczema and ground his teeth Olivia asks what he was so anxious about Munch and Finn talk to Cragen about Russo. Cragen asks if he likes child porn. Um, Munch and Finn say that's why they want to subpoena Russo's LUDs um, and find his service provider, see if he downloaded any that would nail him. Um, Elizabeth Olivet asks, I love Elizabeth Olivet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Asks Olivia how Corbin's relationship was with his father. Munch says probably minimal since Jared's been on tour longer than the Stones. And he was always with nannies. Which Elizabeth surmises that he was longing for a male authority figure like a teacher. Munch says that they pulled Russo's LUDs and that he must have been up to something on his computer. Elliot says it's cyber evidence. Olivia says it's not proof he molested Corbin and that they have nothing, including a living victim, to make a statement surmises is such a good word it is (laughs) i was i was writing the notes and i was trying to think of a word there that would like fit and i was like oh surmises and then i couldn't think of another word so i just surmises it's so good i love it (laughs) um elliot olivia talked to the kids russo tutor to see if he tried anything with them 
Seth, the boy Elliot was talking to, said he never got physical with him. And the last time he saw Russo was at a soccer soccer practice. Um, he was watching and stayed after to talk to Corbin. Russo violated his restraining order twice. Olivia says it's time to get a warrant. Elliot and Olivia and Munch and Finn go to Russo's apartment. Um, he's packing up to move. Finn finds a shrine to Corbin and calls everyone in to see it. Olivia says he must have been tracking Corbin's every move. Russo comes home and asks what they're doing. Elliot places him under arrest. Mm-hmm. Elliot and Olivia have Russo in the box, asking, uh, asking him why he has pictures of Corbin before he started teaching. Olivia asks if he got the job at the school to be near Corbin and the tutoring job to be alone with him. Russo says Ricky and Jared were terrible parents and that he just listened to Corbin and encouraged him. Elliot says he loved him. Asks why he brought him in the bathroom and said his whole world centered around Corbin and accused him of molesting him. Russo says Corbin is his son. Um, we have an outfit change, so I'm assuming it's the next day, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, in, at the squad room, uh, Cragen says, if the tutor tells you he's your father, that's got to mess with your head. Olivia says that's why Russo didn't tell him out of just that concern. Uh, Cragen wants them to bring a case against Russo, but Olivia says they don't have a living complaining witness, an eyewitness, or any forensics. Elliot says no case. Cragen says no excuses. He's got the press and the brass, quote, chomping at his ass. Oh, we love a Cragen one-liner. We love a Cragen one-liner. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley calls Olivia. She's in the hospital after a fall down her stairs. She's got a goose egg on her head. Olivia asks Ashley if she would let her know if there was anything she could do to stop her accidents. Ashley says you can't help accidents. Um, it's also important to note that Ashley is played by Hayden Penetier. Again? Wait. No. First time. First time. Yeah. Hayden Panettiere is a reoccurring actress on SVU. She's a repeat offender. Yes. We like <laughs> um, Elliot talks to Sarah, asks where Ricky and Jared were. She says Jared was probably on a plane back from Europe and Ricky was in the recording studio. Um, that people have different ways of dealing with grief. Elliot asks why Ricky wasn't at the hospital since her daughter was there. Sarah says she can't answer that. Everyone who works for Ricky and Jared signed a confidentiality agreement and she would lose her job and be sued. Elliot asks where she was when Ashley fell. She says she was packing up Corbin's room. Elliot then asks how long she's been with the family and how many accidents Ashley's had in that time. Um... Connie comes in and asks why Sarah isn't with Ashley and then asks Elliot why or what they're doing there. He says Ashley called them. Connie says she won't let her bother them again. Um, Elliot and Olivia are waiting outside the hospital to ask Sarah who she's covering for. Elliot mentions that a criminal investigation supersedes any confidentiality agreement. Sarah gets in a taxi and takes off. Back at the squad room, Munch tells Olivia Ashley called three times. Olivia asks if she's okay. 
Munch says no. She saw the new Instinct video and was sadly disappointed, as was he. Which I love. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's fine. She just wanted to chat. Cragen says the adoption agency and DNA tests prove Russo is Corbin's biological father. Olivia says they can't drop the the case or close the case because someone may be abusing Ashley. Long history of accidents. Cragen says that they can't fabricate child abuse, um, especially with a high-profile case. Olivia says they need to inform Ricky about Russo. Cragen says to do it by phone. Elliot Olivia, being Elliot Olivia, never listen. Nope. So they go to talk to Ricky in person. Um, Ashley comes running in and hugs Olivia. A woman tells her she's got 10 minutes left of her piano lesson. Olivia says she'll come say goodbye before she leaves. They ask the woman if she's Ashley's piano teacher. And she says no, she's her new nanny. Connie comes downstairs and asks Ellie and Olivia what their fascination with their nannies was. Olivia says just how many they go through. Elliot asks, or Elliot tells Ricky Russo was cleared and that he was Corbin's birth father and that he didn't break any laws to find him. Ricky asks if he wants money. Olivia says no. He just wanted to know that his son was loved. Connie says not to be naive that he'll sell his story quickly. Um, on the street, Olivia mentions how Ricky didn't even register relief that Corbin hadn't been molested. Um, Elliot says they did drop a bombshell on her. A woman stops them and tells them that immigration took her away and then refuses to say anything more than that. Um, Elliot asks what the hell is going on in that house. Back at the squad room, Cragen says they had no business going back to Ricky's house. Um, Elliot says they're covering something up. Cragen says covering up is second nature to celebrities. When Elliot brings up how anxious Corbin was, Cragen says it's hot in the limelight and he never asked to be there. Olivia says it doesn't explain away Ashley's accidents or that the one person who decides to talk about it gets supported. Elliot says they still need to talk to Sarah. Cragen asks if they want airfare to England. Elliot says they'll take $4 for the tunnel. Sarah's still in the INS detention center in Elizabeth. Oh, when the tunnel was $4. Oh. <laughs> the tunnel is not $4 anymore. Yeah. Um, Elliot and Olivia go to the detention center and Sarah walks in in a jumpsuit says she begged them to leave her alone. Hold on one second. (coughs) Sorry. Um, Says she begged them to leave her alone. Elliot apologizes and Olivia says there's nothing more they can do to Sarah, but Ashley is still in that house and pleased to help them to tell them who was hurting her. Sarah says it isn't that easy. Ricky doesn't have time for Ashley and that Jared and Ricky do drugs that she's seen Ricky looking stoned. Sarah says she's called CPS once anonymously after Ricky's car accident. Um, A rare time that Ricky had the kids with her. The kids weren't hurt. And that power and money can make anything go away because uh, CPS closed the investigation before they even started looking. Munch and Finn go to talk to the attending doctor who saw Ricky the day of her accident. Um... He said it was a minor accident. Finn 
said they heard she was babbling incoherently. The doctor says she was shaken up from the accident. Munch says as minor as it was. Um, Finn asks if they ran a talk screen. The doctor says no. Munch says at Bellevue, if you were to come in with the same symptoms, the talk screen is automatic. The doctor excuses himself as he has rounds. Finn says different treatment for the rich and the poor, and that they won't get access to Ricky's medical records without a subpoena. Ellie and Olivia go to Ashley's school and talk to her teacher, who says that she's disruptive in class, starved for attention, and starts fights with the slightest provocation. She has the, she has look at me accidents, and when Ashley disrupts class, the teacher sends her to the steps for timeout. She has like um, handmade steps one, two, and three. Um, the first time a child is disruptive, they go to the first step for timeout for ten minutes, and then the second step and the third step. Then yeah, mm-hmm. um, Ashley is a repeat step three offender. Um, Olivia said she thinks Ashley needs help, not punishment. The teacher agrees and brought it to the headmaster after sending letters home uh, to the parents. Um, the headmaster told her parents that she needed to get therapy or be expelled. Um, that didn't sit well with Ricky and Jared, so it was looked over because they donated a new library. Mm-hmm. Um. Olivia mentions that whenever someone gets close to helping Ashley, Ricky buys something and puts a wall up. Elliot says that they've hit theirs. They don't abuse her or criminally neglect her. Um, Olivia says they don't love her. Elliot asks how many unloved kids she thinks are in New York City. It's not an SCU case anymore and to let it go. Um, Ashley is at the 2-7. She walked in asking for Olivia. Finn is on the phone with them now. Olivia tells him to put them through to her extension. Elliot reminds her of the conversation they had with Craig in the day before and to have a uni driver home. Olivia tells them they'll be there in 10 minutes. Elliot hands her the keys and says, don't look at me. <laughs> um, Olivia walks into the 2-7 and finds Ashley, who tells her that she ditched school and took a cab to the police station. Olivia says her mother must be worried sick and that she's taking Ashley home. Ashley says she wanted to hang out, wanted them to hang out today. Olivia says she's working. Ashley says she won't get in her way and that she'll help. Olivia says that she can help her by never doing this again. Ashley slams her arm on the table and starts to bleed. Olivia asks if her mother's home. Ashley says she never is. Olivia brings Ashley to Ricky's recording studio. Uh, Ricky says that her driver would have picked Ashley up and that she couldn't talk because it wasn't a good day and then sends Ashley into the green green room with Connie. Um, Ashley then asks to stay with Ricky. She says no, she's working and then asks if Olivia could stay with her and Ricky says no and then she dismisses Olivia. Olivia goes out to drinks for... Sorry. (laughs) Olivia goes out to drinks with Elizabeth Olivet and um, says Ashley calls all the time. Elizabeth asks what happens when she has to hang up. Olivia says first she has to talk just for a few more minutes, but then when she has to go, Ashley sounds so depressed. Elizabeth asks how long she spent with Ashley when they first met. 
Olivia says just a few minutes. Elizabeth says, (laughs) sounds like reactive attachment disorder. Um, Olivia says, so it's not just my sparkling wit. (laughs) Olivia says, Ashley keeps getting hurt, which Elizabeth says is part of the package, and it could get worse. Olivia asks if there's any treatment, and Elizabeth says that she needs to see Ashley and Ricky together. Olivia says it'll never happen, and Elizabeth says that CPS can mandate therapy. Um, Olivia goes to Child Protective Services to convince them to do something, but the worker says there just isn't much she can do for emotional abuse, especially with a high-profile mother. Um, when she has 30 plus cases in her caseload, she says that she has a little boy in the burn unit about to die and, um, who should get her attention the most Olivia's one or her battered 30. Um, there really isn't much that child protective services or, um, any of the agencies like that can do about emotional abuse, unfortunately, because it's very hard to prove. Yeah. Um, my grandmother must have called Typhus, which is now DCPNP, which is New Jersey's Child Protective Services, um, multiple times um, on my mother because of her emotional abuse and neglect, and it, they never did anything. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Olivia goes back to Ricky's and asks the maid to give Ricky the message to give Olivia a call when she gets in. Ashley and the nanny are walking back home together as Olivia is walking away. And Ashley breaks away and goes to hug Olivia and tells her that she should come see her room. Olivia says she can't and the nanny tells Ashley that she can't. Ashley demands that the nanny make her come in. And when... The nanny says, no, she can't come in. Uh, She runs into the middle of the street. Olivia chases her and picks her up. Ricky runs out at that time and... uh, Hold on. I lost my place. And takes Ashley from Olivia. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And hands her to the nanny and asks Olivia why she's there. Olivia says Ashley needs help and that she talked to a psychologist, but she needs to see Ashley and Ricky together. Ricky tells her to leave them alone. Olivia reiterates that Ashley needs help. Ricky tells her to leave before she calls the police. Olivia says, Miss Austin, I am the police. And Ricky says, well, then it's damn lucky I have my own security. Um, I feel Ashley on this one. When I met Mariska the second time, I ran in the middle of traffic to try to get her attention. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I don't suggest doing that. That's not safe. Don't do that. <laughs> I was in a very bad headspace at the time and didn't really care. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> back in the squad room, Olivia is going through her messages. Ashley's already called six times. Cragen comes out of his office and office and tells Olivia she's on desk duty. She says she can explain. Cragen doesn't want to hear it. Says if she can't follow his orders in the streets, she can try keeping his file straight. Um, 
He tells everyone that they are to stay away from Ashley, her family, her school, her home, and any employees therein. Olivia says Cragen can't do this. Someone has to help Ashley. He turns to face her and says, really? Well, thanks to you, now none of us can, and slams a packet of paper on her desk. It's a restraining order against the whole unit. Jeez. Yeah. Um, Olivia goes to talk to Alex, who says there isn't much they can do for the emotionally changed. Olivia asks what about abandonment. Ricky and Jared tour for nine months out of the year. Um, Jared is a documented alcoholic, and Corbin's autopsy shows signs of long-term stress. He internalized, she externalizes. Alex says she's guessing. Olivia says not about Ashley's disorder, that it explains her accidents, running away, and tantrums, and that it can only escalate. Alex asks why she's doing this. Olivia says because Ashley is in trouble. Alex says they might have an imminent risk of harm, but Alex says they have one problem. Back at the squad room in Craigan's office, uh, he yells at Olivia and asks if she's trying to get fired because that's the only option he has left. Olivia asks if he thought if he thought she'd put herself on the line if she didn't know what Ashley was in for. Um, Alex said that she'd been hurting herself for years and they can subpoena her medical records. And Olivia said the teacher and the headmaster who saw what was happening and did nothing about it. Ricky wouldn't let them. Article 10 proceeding. Um, they can remove Ashley from the home. Craigan uh, asked if there's anything less disruptive. Olivia says not that Ricky can't circumvent. Craigan reminds Olivia that he, she's already circumvented them with a restraining order. And Alex says it's an active investigation. She can get it lifted. Craigan says do it. Elliot and Olivia go, and Alex go to Ricky's house with the with uh, Child Protective Services to remove Ashley from the home. Olivia sends Ashley out with Elliot and stays behind with Alex, who hands her a legal document charging her with endangerment of emotional health. And Alex says that she has a right to be present at a hearing on Thursday when a judge will rule on Ashley's placement. Ricky asks Olivia why she's doing this to her, but uh, Olivia says it's not about her, it's about Ashley. Back at the squad room, Olivia leaves Ashley in an interview room and asks where they are with placement for Ashley. Elliot says nowhere, the CPS worker says that she's run dry, and Munch and Finn say no family will take her. Um, They're afraid of losing their meal ticket. The CPS worker says there's room at Late Street. And that she'll take Ashley. Olivia says that she'll drive her. Um, Late Street is like a group home almost for kids in uh, foster care. It's emergency foster care. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley asks Olivia if they're going to her house now. But Olivia says that they aren't going to her house. It's not set up for kids. And that she's never there because of work. And asks Ashley if she understands. Um, Olivia comes back to the squad room after dropping Ashley off at Late Street. Asks Elliot what he's still doing there. He asks if she dropped Ashley off at Late Street. Olivia says yes and that she's never been there before. It's a room filled with a dozen cots. Um, Elliot asks if it's been about a month since Olivia's mom died. She asks where that came from. 
and he says it's him. He knows the issues she had with her. Olivia says there's no connect. I my tongue. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Olivia says there's no connection. Elliot lists off the similarities: a successful mom, rarely home, and when she is home, she was drunk. Olivia was neglected and never resolved the issues she had with her. Olivia says he's wrong. Elliot offers to get her a coffee. Um, in my opinion, Elliot's not wrong. Yeah, same. Which um, is rare. True. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> um, sorry, I just looked up. I have SVU playing on my TV. It's on view right now. And Olivia is in her undercover mother getup. And I love it. <laughs> Way. In family court, the lawyer for Ricky and Jared is filing a motion to have Ashley return to the home. Um, Alex takes issue with it. The judge takes issue issue with the fact that the police bypassed the court and had Ashley removed from her home. Alex says that she showed a history of self-injurious behavior. I'm going to say injurious, but I think Alex said injurious 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 she injures herself yeah (laughs) yeah um (laughs) the judge tells her to save it the court wouldn't forget about her ricky's lawyer calls her to the stand she says she grew up poor and that she swore if she ever made it big she spent all her money on her kids to make sure they had everything they ever wanted ashley was her miracle baby the lawyer asked how olivia got involved in the family's life Ricky said that after she lost Corbin, she was convinced a man was hurting him, and Olivia was one of the detectives assigned to the investigation. The lawyer asked if, during the investigation, it became necessary to take out a restraining order. Ricky said she had to. Olivia had become obsessed with Ashley. Alex starts cross-examining Ricky and asks about Ashley's accidents and starts talking about specific dates. And when Ricky doesn't immediately remember, Alex hands her her tour schedule for the past five years. All the injury dates correlate with dates Ricky was away. And Alex asks her if she never saw it as a desperate cry for mommy to come home. Ricky says she loves her daughter and that she loved both her children. She gave them the best of everything and did everything she could for them. The bailiff then brings in Ashley, who mounts high to her father. Um, the judge asks her if she knows why she's there and Ashley when Ashley shrugs the judge asks if she knows Olivia Ashley says she used to be her friend that she wanted to live with her but Olivia didn't want her Ashley then says her daddy's home Um, the judge orders Ashley to be returned um, to her home but the Article 10 will continue. CPS will monitor the family. And she orders counseling um, for the family. Why did I put for the therapy? <laughs> she orders counseling for the therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing this at like 8 o'clock last night. And I was exhausted. <laughs> yeah. For the family. Um, and she wants a status update in one month. Alex says there won't be much to report. Because... Ricky starts a three-month tour the next week, and Ashley needs to be in school. Ricky says she'll postpone the tour. Outside the courthouse, Olivia assures Ricky that her only concern was for Ashley. 
Ricky says if Olivia ever got in here, Ashley again, she'd have her badge. Back in the squad room, Olivia is typing up a report. She asks Elliot how it is out in the real world. He says to give Crane a few more days to cool off. He'll let her off ass duty. Ass duty. <laughs> that <just> sounds dirty. <laughs> or gross. Depending, or, on. depending on. Anyway. Anyway. Olivia says just in time for her hearing in front of the disciplinary committee. Olivia thinks that the court case woke Ricky up. Cragen walks in and puts the daily paper on Olivia's desk. Ricky played to a sold-out crowd in London the night before. And we dick wolf. So she didn't learn anything and went back on tour. He learned not a thing. Not a thing. And then we dick wolf. Yes. Oh my goodness. You know, um, this is actually one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, same. It's really good because I think it highlights Olivia um, and gives her a little more depth. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's good. All right. So for our tarot reading today, for our special Halloween episode, uh, uh, words hard speaking do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I had another one of my witchy friends do the tarot reading for the collective for our witch detectives. If you want to follow her, she is at seaweed tarot on Instagram. Um, And I will have this reading posted on our Instagram as well. Uh, She typed a lot to me, so I'm just going to read it all. Um, So she pulled the Nine of Swords, Five of Pentacles, and King of Cups. So this is what she said. For the rest of this season and moving into the winter months, these cards are giving us messages of hope, rest, and coming to terms with our emotions to allow us to move forward in life. Nine of Swords and Five of Pentacles pair together to give us similar messages in this reading. The Nine of Swords recognizes and validates our emotions while going through a hard time. It's okay to feel stress, guilt, sadness, anger, and allowing ourselves to fully feel our emotions often helps us to live our lives as our true authentic selves. This card also places emphasis on the process of moving on. While feeling our emotions is important, it's just as important to understand that we do need to put our hard times to rest and move on as fully as we're able. Taking with us whatever life lessons we may have learned from the situation with us to use to reflect in the future. Moving forward can be difficult, but it makes us stronger each and every time. The Five of Pentacles encourages us to give when we're able. Since this reading is reflecting on our emotional side, this card is encouraging us to be a true friend, partner, family member, part of a community, someone that can be trusted and relied on. If we're feeling strong, we should always give a little extra energy and support to those who may be feeling weaker and more vulnerable emotionally. This giving spirit will undoubtedly be returned to us when we're feeling down or struggling. Others, a friend, a family member, or even just the universe itself, it doesn't have to be a specific person, will come to our aid. This giving and receiving balance is so crucial to surviving the world um, as a human being with emotions. It is so important to give support whenever we're able, and the universe will return the favor when we are not feeling our best. The King of Cups is a card that is encouraging our best emotional harmony, both within ourselves and with others in our lives. Letting go and leaving anything in the past that no longer serves us, like the Nine of Swords tells us to do, 
and functioning as an empathetic person that supports those around us and in return being supported when we need it. When this guidance is followed, we will achieve more peace and fulfillment within our emotional lives and well-being. So, <laughs> um, I, uh, Christine is actually my personal tarot reader. So if you ever want to book a reading with her, you can hop over to Seaweed Tarot on Instagram. Yeah. I love that. Me too. So good. Um, so while you're over following Christine on Instagram, you can also hop over and follow SVU Coven on Instagram. Um, like we were saying at the beginning of the episode, and if you're still listening, drop us a comment on our most recent post and put your favorite emoji on there. Yeah. Um, also, if you want to join our Discord server, the link is in our Instagram bio. Uh, if you don't have an Instagram, social media is not speaking to you. You can always email us at svucoven at gmail.com, and we will send you the link to join it. It does expire after seven days, so you want to get in there as fast as you can. But we will send you a fresh link either way. So um, Instagram or our email is the best way to reach us for that. Uh, speaking of our email, if you want to be on the show, you want to sponsor the show, have questions for us, want to chat with us, anything like that, and social media is not speaking to you, you can always email us again at svucoven at gmail.com. Coley does check our email and shares it with me, so somebody will respond and see it. Yes. Yeah. Um, just a reminder to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, rating and subscribing are the most important. They let the algorithm know that people are listening to us, people like us, and they will recommend us to other people. Um, reviewing is just really nice. We lost all our reviews when we switched podcast hosts. Um, and I'm on my phone, so I can't look to see how many reviews we currently have. Um, but we will read reviews out on the podcast as we get them, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, yeah. Yeah. Be just, you know, we'll read them on the show, and we miss our reviews so much. <laughs> we really do. Um, and, you know, like, sending us an email with, like, a nice message is also really nice. We love that. Um yeah, I think the first time that happened, I cried. Yeah, it was our day. <laughs> it was so nice. So, like, listen, we want to chat with you guys. It's not just us here. We're building this little witch detective community together. Yeah. So, we appreciate you guys. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and something we forgot in our introductions. Um, we hit 2,000 listens. Oh, my God, yeah. How have we not talked about that? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah, we hit 2,000. That's crazy town. Yeah. Um, and so, so special, uh, especially because we were on a hiatus for, like, three months, and we came back with one episode, and it just blew me away. Yeah. It was um, amazing. Speaking of uh, technical updates also, if you guys noticed, uh, the anniversary cast got accidentally re-uploaded because I screwed up something <laughs> in editing but it's there if you guys want to listen to it it just looks like it came out three days ago but it actually came out on july 27th yes um yeah <laughs> was it july 27th or july 26th 
We recorded on the 26th, dropped it on the 27th, I think. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I screwed up some stuff with the audio because I was trying to do some shuffling around. And when I went to update it, it just re-uploaded it instead. So, sorry about that. Sorry for the confusion. But it's there and you can listen to it and celebrate with us um, for two years of SVU Coven and 2K listens. (laughs) That's crazy. It's so exciting. Um, I'm trying to think if we have anything else that we missed. Mm, probably but we can always cover it next time true now that we're back (laughs) all right well i guess that's our show that's our show look at us under an hour and everything under an hour and everything because you know what it is i read too fast (laughs) i don't think so i feel like you read pretty well yeah I, i feel like i read too fast and I would like to sincerely apologize to Professor Lightcap at my school um, because he taught me how to speak slowly and I don't listen to him. <laughs> this is what happens. Honestly, I like, st- I like hitting under an hour anyway. Yeah. So, because we used to go for like a really long time. <laughs> I've always been at like, an hour yeah i feel like at first well maybe not but i felt like we would go like an hour and a half um when we first were trying to figure out how we were going to structure everything maybe i don't now we've got it down let us know if you like it or if you want it to be longer than an hour yeah let us know because we can keep talking (laughs) we're very good at that Oh, such a good episode. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy and- Samhain. <laughs> Sam Hain. Sam Hain. <laughs> uh, blessed Harvest. Mm-hmm. Super excited. All right. Well, I love you. I love you, too. I'll talk to you soon. Yep. <laughs> blessed be. Blessed be.